Welcome everybody to Draft Politics, Chicago, Suburbs, and Illinois edition. Uh, as always, I am EJ here at Off Color Brewery this week, and with me, this is Steve. Uh, yeah, so we've already done the national this week and uh, just starting up the local politics. Uh, and we are broadcasting from a beautiful summer day in Chicago without any rain at the Off Color Brewery uh, Beer Garden. The Mousetrap. The Mousetrap. Love what a this place. Cute and lovely name. Love this place. It's on Kingsbury uh, River North. It's down by the IO Theater. I'm having a really nice beer called Beer for Tacos. Yes, and I'm having the barrel-aged version of that. Uh, it's aged in tequila barrels. Gives a nice little little tequila edge to it. It's uh, quite tasty. So, yeah, nice. Nice. I, I, I really can't say enough about any of the number of outdoor breweries here in Chicago. This one is kind of outside of our normal haunts. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit of a trek for us, but we figured we hadn't been here yet, and they are open on Mondays, so time <laughs> to make the trek, and it is worth it. Uh, this has actually become one of my favorite breweries in Chicago. Um, real fan of their uh, Apex Predator. Um, Very good. Yes, yes. And they've done a couple of collabs. I think we had the Squee collaboration with yeah. Metropolitan at one point. Yeah, I had the uh, Wari this weekend, which is uh, one they did with the Field Museum, like based on some ancient recipe that they found. So it was quite tasty. It was kind of a sour. Yeah, uh, and if if you're in the, the liquor store, grocery store, wherever you buy your beer and you see this sort of black and white six packs, that's your off color brewery. Easy way to find them. Look, look in for the, the shelf. little mouse. Look for the mouse. So some interesting stuff has happened city and state over the last uh, couple of weeks. I think good talking about and not quite overshadowed by all of the things that we've had from our national side. Um, but on the Chicago side, this was Pride Weekend, just uh, came to a close, and unfortunately the parade was rained out. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw some messages from my friends who were uh, seeking shelter as a storm rolled in. Um, I actually live very close to where the parade route starts, and um, I got the little notification uh, that my the rain was showing up, and I like look up and I could see this like wave of clouds coming towards us. Like, uh oh, and uh, yeah, so they uh, shut it down pretty quick because they were concerned about lightning strikes. And uh, sure. so yeah, normally Pride is like way too hot. This is you're uh, just way too wet, I guess. Way too wet. And I, I was actually in San Francisco for their Pride weekend, which was fantastic. We went to sort of a Pride festival there, and then the parade was starting on Sunday morning uh, right down Market Street. Um, I had to leave just at the beginning of the parade, uh, but my wife stayed and said it was it was fantastic as well. Yeah. So it's a shame it got rained out here. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, we got some politics news. Um, not as much as we've done in past, um, you know, things are not in session anymore, but there's still, you know, a few moments of... Uh, yeah, nobody's been arrested. Right, nobody's been arrested. No I mean, so that's raids. A plus. Uh, not that we know of. Yeah, yes. No. Um, we did find out that the shootings uh, this year are at a four-year low so far in the first half of 2019. Obviously, statistics and all, you know, that could be going up at the end of the year. It might not be any better. might be worse. We'll see. It's nice, though, that things seem to be a little bit better than they've been recently. So hopefully that trend continues. I mean, it's an 8% decrease, which, again, statistically feels significant. Yeah. But I think from a human cost perspective is not. For sure. For so, sure. But hopefully that's a harbinger of things to come. 
Yes. Of a, a continued downtrend. Yes. Um, so any uh, any exciting news from Lightfoot this week? I mean, she's done a couple of things uh, that are interesting. I mean, I think I would sort of start by talking about her quest to restrict aldermanic prerogative. So, you know, for her, one of the big things that she came into office looking to do was minimize the opportunities for abuse and taking advantage of one's position of alderman. And part of that is is that prerogative. So. Uh, we've got a new rule that's coming into place here in the next week or so that essentially says that a permit or certain kinds of permits don't need a letter from the alderman to move forward. So that used to be sort of a thing. You had to go to your alderman to say, I need a letter from you saying it's okay before I can move on. Yes, and the, and the alderman would say, hey, if you want that letter, I know a great company that could help you get that letter taken care of who I also happen to work for yeah. slash own. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy to give you the letter, but you have to have it printed by the guy up the street. Exactly. Who's also me. Yes, yes. So, you know, there's been some eh, mixed feelings about that from people saying, hey, no, it was fine before. It was just at the fringes. But um, I think it, it speaks to Lori's commitment to actually make those hard changes that she said she was going to make. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, like, in the long run, how does this change the dynamics of the power between the mayor's office and the alderman? Um, you know, we'll see as this comes out if there's pushback from the alderman. Obviously, you know, the Burks of the world would be against such a thing. But, you know, you look at the more progressive, um, you know, newer uh, people in office, how do they feel about it, and do they feel like it's a good thing? Yeah, and I wonder if there are aldermen, especially freshmen or second-term aldermen, who actually just feel like, I don't want to deal with any of that. For sure. I want my job to be something else that's not Yeah, like that's always seemed like a terrible part of being an alderman. You know, and, and granted, maybe you like that aspect of the job, but like the, the mini-mayor, I have to deal with like your garbage dumpsters and your potholes, like that just feels tedious to me, but, you know... Maybe that's something that some of the aldermen, that's what they want to focus on, that that service, that, you know, front-facing yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure that's the service part, right? Like, that's not even, it's just yeah. navigating permits, really? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, and it puts a lot of pressure on them to make decisions about things that maybe they wouldn't want to. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll see how that goes, and we'll see what the pushback is. And sort of similarly, you know, around campaign promises, she has hired a risk manager um, just to look at reducing the cost of police lawsuits. So she talked very strongly about you know, how to change the culture of the police force and how to you know, avoid those situations that end up costing the city millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and I think you know we talk about it in those terms and it's all about the dollars, but when you really get down to it, the way that you reduce the cost of police lawsuits is by having less people being abused, being shot, you know, all of that stuff that has ended up turning into those lawsuits. And so hopefully what comes out of that is a clear plan for how we're going to start addressing that. And I imagine some of it will involve changing how the police contract works and how, um, you know, how that is enforced on them when there are mistakes being right. made or, you know, or deliberate acts being done. And this is a contract year. So that's a that is a big big deal. Um, she also kind of said she wanted to try to, uh, you know, sort of speaking of law enforcement a little bit there that, you know, we're not going to as a city cooperate with ICE in raids in Chicago. Uh, that wasn't too surprising. The raids didn't end up happening. 
Um, again, good messaging, though. Happy to see that she's done that. And then trying to push some of our city pensions to the state budget. Now, this is an interesting political move. I don't know how far it's going to get her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I mean, really what it boils down to is it's going to make those, uh, I mean, ultimately it's going to come down to tax increases have to happen to pay for that stuff, right? And so it's taking it away from her raising somebody's property taxes to it being rolled into the larger state income right. tax increases. And and bearing in mind, when we talk about those increases, we're talking about the fair tax in, in theory, if it all passes, where it'll be a progressive tax. So... If she can have those pension costs passed on to wealthier individuals and their incomes rather than middle class property taxes, that's a win for her. Yeah. And I think it's a win ultimately for Illinois in general. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But I right. think, it, you know, that's really what should happen. But, you know, does it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it kind of gets to me at this question and I've seen it kind of circling around, well, why should, you know, the voters or taxpayers bail out the bad decisions by politicians? And now I'm thinking the extension of that is, well, why should it only be wealthier voters who bail them out? The fact of the matter is most of our elections are won with money that don't come from oh yeah. sort of middle income, middle income voters. So for sure. those politicians are put there by somebody. Absolutely. Those people should pay for the decisions the the politicians made yeah no yeah i mean it's like you've, you've you've paid for the influence now 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 we get our our money back um yeah so we've got that um there was a line of credit that the city had for 1.4 billion that's apparently being cut by lightfoot um saying that we don't need it at this point i don't really know a lot about the background of this but basically it's supposed to save us about 22 million dollars a year in, in terms of the fees and interest on that. Um, so that's good, assuming that we don't need it, and then presumably we could reopen that line of credit if we needed it later. Presumably. It, you, and, know. you know, and it's like this Somebody is Somebody will give like you $1.4 billion for $22 million. Yeah. Right? You, you can tell we're at the, like, the, the thin uh, 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 politics news when we're talking about credit lines. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. And now, normally we don't talk about cocktails, Yes, we're definitely a beer podcast, even yeah, though I do like cocktails. I, as do I. And I will say some of the best cocktails I've ever had have been at the Aviary. Yes. Uh, which is owned by the same group uh, that owns Alinea. Uh, it is fantastic. I've been there a couple times. You have to buy tickets. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty high-end fancy cocktail it place. Is, it is pretty nice. And... It seems that uh, Donald Trump Jr. decided he wanted to stop by and have a tasty cocktail there, and he did. didn't Didn't quite go well. Uh, apparently, one of the wait staff there decided to spit on him uh, in the midst of his cocktails. I, I mean, I heard so many different versions of what happened. They were all, I will say, disturbing and funny. I tried. I tried not to laugh at them, not to think that they were funny. They're a little funny. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's, you know, here's the thing. Like, is, is spitting on somebody a valuable form of political protest? Probably not. Most of the time, no. However, what I will say is this. If you're Donald Trump Jr., you're going through life largely immune to the damage that you've done. You know, all of what was happened with the 
Trump Tower discussions with Russia and all that. Nothing is going to affect Donald Trump Jr. as far as that goes. But his cocktail, somebody spit on him. You know, at least it reminds him that people are paying attention, that there might be some cost to him personally for what he's doing. And so maybe in a way it is a positive. Maybe I'm twisting this a little a bit. Little bit. It's a stretch. It's a, it's a little bit of a it stretch. It is a stretch. But, you know, I mean, in the long run, that's kind of the way that politics works is that if the political system is not responsive to the people, that's what starts to happen. And, yeah, it's spitting now, and it's... Milkshakes. And, and I guarantee you he's eaten all kinds of things he wish he hadn't eaten that he didn't know he was eating. But in the long run, that's, a th- you know, you get to the French Revolution. You know, I mean, it's like where it's like the it has become so unresponsive that they, br- they, they invent new machinery to remove people's heads. <laughs> so we're not there yet. We're probably a long way from there, hopefully. But, you know... The longer that we go with a system that's being undemocratic and giving people that strong sense of things, the worse that sort of thing gets. Although, again, if you're Donald Trump Jr., why are you coming to Chicago? You've got to check out his tower. Maybe. Maybe check out the tower. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that He wants to go flip at a bird like everybody else does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the Chicago news this week. Again, nobody arrested. No offices raided. So nothing fun to talk about. Uh, but at the state level, it's July 1st. Um, we've had some changes around uh, laws that have come into come into play on July 1st. We've had some new laws signed in over the last few weeks. And I think uh, these are interesting things and things that have impact all of us. So um, you want to start with maybe with the yeah. executive order from... Yeah, so this is, you know, obviously this ties into Pride Weekend, um, but Prisker signed an order to protect trans students. Um, and so creates a task force to study the rights of trans students, how schools are, you know, welcoming them, whether they're being inclusive. Um, you know, and I, it's always hard to know with, like, a task force and committees and whatever. It always has that feel of, like, oh, it's just political bureaucracy and people swinging their wheels. But, you know, ultimately that sort of stuff comes up with plans for how to do things. And so hopefully that will have some positive impact for, for those students. Yeah, and I I meant to check and see which of the deputy governors this was going to kind of sit under, um, because that'll tell you who has to kind of take these recommendations and run with them or, you know, make them more public, which I think is really important. And, you know, even if it's a bit of political posturing, it's still the good kind. Yeah, absolutely. It is is bringing bringing light to a real issue. Yeah, and it's, you know, it it feels good to be in a state where that's seen as a political positive for somebody. Right, right. And speaking of that, scenes in Illinois, yes. January 1st, 2020. Yes, we will have legal marijuana. And I know I know we've said that before and <laughs> because basically we keep having these different hurdles that we have crossed. And, and pretty much once it was through the House and the Senate, it was a done deal. But now it is officially signed, all legal. It'll happen, legal marijuana in Illinois. And it's we're the first state in the U.S., to have a legislature pass the sale of, ma- of marijuana. So you've had some decriminalize it, but nobody else has done it through a legislature to say legal sale. So thank you, Smokey Springfield, for that. Yes. Um, I, I will say I had a conversation on a flight, one of the many flights I've taken over the last few weeks, uh, with somebody who's in the cannabis industry. I was sitting next to him, and he was 
coming from Chicago, uh, heading back to his home in Arizona, and he had said that the bill in Illinois is pretty different from the bills in other places, uh, in some good ways, in some ways that he didn't like as much. Yeah. Um, but he said he was pretty impressed with the expungements and some of the more progressive parts of the bill. Uh, he also thought it could have gone further, but... Well, uh, that's that's always true, and I know that some of that came down to, you know, they had some negotiations, and there was some pushback, and uh, but, you know... It, yeah. It's definitely a lot better than you've seen in a lot of other states. Yeah, and it's and it's there. Well, uh, the I think, honestly, part of that owes to the fact that it was through a legislative process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and it's people who have to have those back and forths and think about all those different impacts. And so I think it changes the sort of the nature of it relative to, you know, if it was just a, a ballot, a ballot measure. Right, because a ballot measure is going to have to be a very simple, straightforward question. Yes. It can't say, will the state of Illinois make recreational marijuana legal in with these five provisos yeah and it, like it, it leaves a lot of that up to yeah. you know somebody else to figure out so, so. Yep. I, I think again all good all good uh happy to see that happen especially with the expungements and the percentage of licenses going to minority and impacted owned businesses uh, yeah so that's that is great um on the you know most people would argue less great side it's july 1st so Gas is now 19 cents a gallon um, more expensive. I mean, you know, gas tax had not gone up in quite some time. Uh, it's now 38 cents a gallon. Current price is around $3 a gallon. I don't drive, so I'm <laughs> largely guessing, but <laughs> that was my impression. You drive. You would know better than I, I, I do. do, but I try not to pay attention. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I well did now you have to, to pay Uber attention driver. to see if that extra 19 cents is there. Yeah, well, I talked to a Lyft driver last night, actually, yes. and we were just having this conversation, and I said, so what? what's that going to mean to you? And he said, look, Lyft is going to raise their prices. Yeah. So it's like, hopefully it doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm also afraid they'll figure out some way to skim most of that increase themselves. Right, 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 right. So, look, it's a regressive tax. <sighs> Sigh. You know, but we've talked about those regressive taxes and, you know, we wondered, you know, well, do these do these big wigs in, in Springfield ever pay any of those taxes and any of those fees? Well, it turns out that Pritzker got ticketed for speeding in Wisconsin. So, yes, apparently pay they, some fees. They, they may be, he was doing 41 out of 35, so I don't think he's going to be paying all that, that much. That is crazy, sir. Yes. <laughs> I actually can't picture J.B. Pritzker driving. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. I've seen him arrive in vehicles. You just hear you're used to seeing him like in the back of a big SUV. It's like yeah, yeah. or even a small SUV. Yeah. Um, I saw him arrive for a couple of events when he was running for governor, and it was like JB Pritzker in the passenger seat of a Ford Explorer. Yeah. That was equally surprising to me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, the uh, cigarette tax uh, went up, so now it's gone from a uh, dollar ninety eight. To two ninety-eight a pack, so another dollar for all of you smokers. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of people will travel outside of the city to, or you know, outside the state in this case to go get uh, cheaper cigarettes. But you know, there's only so much you can do there. Okay, so if it costs you five, mi if it takes five miles to get to Indiana from your house, and cigarettes are a dollar fifteen less, and your car gets twenty-two miles to the gallon, and tax taxes are nineteen cents a gallon more on your yeah. gas. 
What's the break? When, when does the train get to New York? Exactly. Somebody do that math for us. I need to see a uh, 22 mile per gallon average uh, radius. So how far do you have to live from the Indiana border for it to make sense for you to drive to Indiana to buy four packs of cigarettes in a week? And as always, please show your work. Show your work in the form of rating on iTunes. Yes. <laughs> um, and the smoking age is up to 21. Yeah, I'm all for that. And oh. wait, wait, wait. E-cigarettes. 15% oh, yes, e yes, e cigarettes, 15%. Were they, I, were they taxed before? I have no idea. Okay, I don't know either. I've, <laughs> I've, I've never, I can't even spell jewel. Yeah. Je it's, it, well, it's, it's jewels, right? Because you're going to the jewels. No, I think they had to spell it with two U's, so you oh, wouldn't confuse it with the jewels. Oh, okay. All I right. Think well that was different. Or with the pop singer. Okay. I think that was the kind of <laughs> the balance, the trademark balance they had but to hit. But you could get a CD. Do they still have CDs? I guess they do. Probably. CDs, an e-cigarette at the jewels. You get all the jewels at the jewels. Anywho. But, <laughs> I, but I'm, I am glad that they raised the smoking age. I think yes. that was a good... That was a good thing. Yeah, and, you know, one of my concerns, you know, with e-cigarettes is, you know, we don't have any real, we don't have a lot of knowledge about what long-term harms they may yeah. have, and it's highly addictive. We know at the very least it's going to be costing people a lot of money if they become addicted to uh, e-cigarettes early on in life, um, you know, but there may be some long-term consequences we aren't aware of. And, you know, there's even if there aren't, you aren't getting cancer, it's still like, here is a big pot of money that you are going to be dumping on this product just because it's fundamentally addictive. Right. And I wonder how this will play in. And I, I didn't read the nuance here in 2020 when marijuana is legal and now you're selling, you know, refills that are cannabis infused. Oh, yeah. So high times. Yes. Uh, outside of the city. And I know we've been trying to, to do a little bit more about the suburbs, uh, because they're important, collar counties, all of that. Um, we had a new, we had a retirement. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The one Republican sort of state rep that represented a part of Chicago yep. uh, retired. And he was, his replacement was appointed this week and he took, uh, he took his oath of office. Now, interesting, this is not somebody who's a political newbie. He was already elected to office. So this is... Brad Stevens, he is the son or grandson of Donald A. Stevens, um, and he is currently the mayor of Rosemont and the state rep for the 20th district and a, a Republican, and he holds both jobs at the same time. Well, that's, that's good for him, I guess. Good for him. <laughs> now, if you ever really want to understand corruption in Illinois, reading the history of Rosemont and how they got to be where they're at is really, really important. Yeah. Um, it has everything. You know, when some people are like, oh, well, sometimes there are some, like, favors doled out or, you know, some sweetheart contracts or, you know, screwing the state out of money. Like, Casinos. oh, they're, they're all there. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the total package, Rosemont. And, and it turns out that between the two jobs, he'll make $330,000 a year. So what do you good. think the breakup is there between those two things? Like which one pays him which? Yeah. I have no idea. Come on, take a guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see. State rep, I would think, pays him. That doesn't pay much. Like, that's, that's like, what, 
60, 70 K somewhere. You're you really close. It's like 67,000. Okay. So okay. I think you win both prizes. All right. Both showcases. So <laughs> his job as mayor of Roma, Rosemont pays $260,000 a the year. Mayor, what does the mayor of Chicago make? I, like, I, I, don't, I have like no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but I saw that. I was like, that that kills me. Rosemont is essentially convention centers and the casino. I, I, okay. Uh, Rahm Emanuel's salary was two hundred sixteen thousand. Okay, so still less than the mayor. Still less. That's all we care about. It's Rosemont. less than Rosemont. How's? Wonder how the mayor of Cicero does. Four hundred thousand. Let me run through the corruption index here. Million dollars. Yeah. Right off the top. Yeah. Uh, it's just a line item, slush fund. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah they actually only make a dollar, and then it's all yeah. It's all in options. <laughs> Comps. Right, right. Perquisites. Yes. Perquisites, I tell you. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, so still a Republican there. Uh, then you've got uh, another thing. So uh, there was a longtime uh, representative in, you know, covered Skokie, parts of Chicago up there, uh, Lou Lang. He retired uh, last year, last year, beginning of this year. Uh, he had, everybody thought he was going to appoint his daughter. There was a big kind of flurry about it. He ended up appointing um, uh, a, a, a gentleman, a rabbi named uh, Yehiel, uh, goes by Mark uh, Kalish, uh, who is also the CEO of a lobbying firm. So Lou Lang left his job two days after being elected or being sworn in <laughs> to join a lobbying firm. And then they nominated... They appointed the CEO of a lobby, lobbying firm to take his place. I'm I'm sure that's all completely above board. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. So, uh, and one of the things that they made a big deal about was, you know, he's going to come represent, you know, these, you know, the the people that I represent. Lose like this guy is great. He's got all the same values. There was some yeah skepticism about him, but when it came down to it. There was the abortion rights bill uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he voted present. Yes. And that uh, set off kind of a, a big deal in his district. And this week he had to sort of answer questions at a town hall about it. Yeah. Did not go well for him. No. And, uh, you know, first of all, I, I hadn't read any of the exact coverage. I just saw the first picture, and there he was standing in front of a group of people. In the whole front row were uh, women dressed in handmade, out handmade outfits from The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So you knew right away what the tone was going <laughs> right, to be. Right, yeah, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and he, he read a, a long prepared statement that essentially said, nobody's perfect, uh, everybody should be forgiven, I should be forgiven. And then he was answering questions, and they said, well, you said you were going to stand up for these rights. And it's like, in the end, I couldn't do it. But I, I tr trust me, trust me. I promise you that I'm going to stand up for all the things that, you know, I said I was for. You know, you can trust me on these things. And somebody said, well, how do you know? How, how do we know? How, how should we trust you? And he'll say, you'll see. I don't know. It was it was stunning, and I, I know there are a couple people who have already said they're running against him. Oh yeah, um, as they should. Right. I mean, <sighs> sigh. Anyway, but you know, hey, that's that's a that's a positive sign about the way our politics works now. Is it used to be, you know, that sort of stuff would happen, and then that person would be in office until the end of time. Now right. there's 
a much greater sort of feedback loop, if you will, of people challenging and, you know, taking a chance, even though, you know, they're not a, a known name, you know, and, you know, sometimes that pans out. And I hope it does. I hope it does. So that wraps it? us up for the local part of our podcast. Not a, not a lot going on this week, but uh, a little bit of news. And uh, what do you mean? We got an increase in taxes. We got some Jewel news and Jewel's news. Just Jewel. Mostly just Jewel. Yes. We got some <laughs> cocktail news. And yeah, we do have cocktail news. And so that's, I feel like that's, that's what groundbreaking. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, so thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Be sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. And and if you think, hey, I'll get around to that later, now, now is later. Now is later. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Take care.